Welcome to Rejuvenaging with Dr. Ron Kaiser. This is the podcast designed to help you live your life enthusiastically today, tomorrow, and every other day. I am your host, Ron Kaiser. I'm a positive health psychologist, also a keynote and TEDx speaker, and the author of the award-winning and best-selling book, Rejuvenaging the Art and Science of Growing Older with Enthusiasm. My website is the Mental Health Gym. That's your source of all kinds of information about positive psychology, wellness, goal-achieving psychology, rejuvenating, and lots of other things to help you become the best version of yourself that you can be. It's also the place to suggest future guests for this podcast. Listeners to the podcast are well aware that we always have a tremendous lineup of guests who not only lead their own lives with enthusiasm, but have specific ways of helping us to become the best versions of ourselves that we can be. And we have a really special guest in that regard. This time, I know uh, I've been looking forward to this for a long time, and I'm sure you're going to gain a lot from our guest today. Sean Harper is a former NFL offensive lineman who played a total of seven seasons with the Rams, the Oilers, the Colts, and NFL Europe. Since 2004, he has owned and operated American Services and Protection, a growing multi-million dollar security services firm that's headquartered in Columbus, Ohio. He uses many of the powerful lessons he learned in the NFL and strategically applies them in running his company. In addition, Sean is a gifted national motivational speaker and author. He has inspired countless individuals and corporations, including Dow Chemical, Northwest Mutual, Beach Bodies, and Goodwill Industries to play to win by harnessing the vision, mindset, and strategies and teamwork needed to rise to the highest potential. His book, The Winning Edge, outlines his personal story of overcoming many obstacles to realize his purpose and manifest his dreams. He also has a new online course called Winning by Design. There's a whole lot more I could say about Sean, but let me let him tell you all the things that he can to help, again, help us become our best versions of ourselves. Sean, it's such a pleasure having you with us. Welcome to Rejuvenating with Dr. Ron Kaiser. Welcome, and thank you for the opportunity. I hope this time that we have together will serve as information as well as transformation in people's lives. And let's win. I'm sure it will. Thank you again for being here. As I was kind of reviewing your story, I guess I'm wondering, it sounds like you're a really busy guy. And uh I I was wondering, you played in the NFL for seven years, and I know uh, offensive linemen probably don't earn as much as quarterbacks, but they they do pretty well for themselves. I would think that uh, you could have chosen an an easier life than running a multi-million dollar corporation plus doing motivational speaking and stuff like that. What kind of uh, motivated you to pursue your after football purpose? So let's uh, hit both those avenues. Uh, 
the security firm was was given, or I guess you could say like a romantic way, bequeathed to me. They were saying, this is yours. It was my brother's. And I took it over for various reasons. And, you know, there was a struggle and uphill battle and we're fighting and we're still fighting 15 plus years later, but it's been one of the best blessings of my life because it has taught me so much about business, life and myself. And if I could just stop there for a second, um, you had mentioned about why would I make that choice? You know, and, and in a lot of aspects, you know, you do, you choose the path that you go on, but, but, you know, as you, I guess you get older and, you know, as you grow uh, mentally, spiritually, you begin to realize that life chooses you. There are certain things, you know, we're here for a season and we're here for a reason. And, and sometimes these opportunities beckon, they call you. And, some, you know, oftentimes you don't feel complete unless it's done. And so it's, it's this is where I'm at. This is where I feel that God has me right now. Uh, and uh, it has been an absolute blessing beyond imagination because now I'm realizing that this is a platform for me to serve. I get to serve my officers. I get to serve my clients. I get to serve prospective clients. And I'm in touch with so many people every, each and every day. As far as the speaking aspect of it is concerned, man, I tell you, that calling was on me. Uh, even I remember talking, you know, you know, when they have church and then those you know, kids, here's the lesson. And then I would say something about the lesson. This was like five or six years old. And the guy was like, man, you're going to be a preacher one day. Or, man, you have that. You have the gift of speaking. And when I was in high school, you know, I used to be an MC. I used to rap. And people were like, man, you know, you're very good with the microphone. And so connecting and drawing all that together, laced with inspiration and motivation, that right there is what I've been basically called to do. And outside of that, it's, you know, it's like putting a Greyhound in a small apartment. It just, man, it's like, I have to get out. I have to speak. I have to motivate and I have to encourage. Well, that's, that's so interesting. And it, but it sounds like you've, you've kind of been a winner all your life then in that regard. No, 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 no. You know, it's, it's, uh, <laughs> I, um, wow. You know, laced or troubled or, 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 or pitted with a lot of obstacles growing up, repeating the first grade. Hmm. My father that was abusive until he left, by the time I was aged three or four years of age, he used to physically abuse me, right? Being documented with four to five learning disabilities by the time I was in the fifth grade, kicked out of two schools for disciplinary issues, leaving high school with a 1.62 accumulative GPA, not on my ACT, barely starting in high school football, told not to play high school football because I had knee issues and I'm extremely flat-footed. And, you know, shine, you're a loser, shine, you're a failure, shine, you're stupid, shine, you're dumb. I would hear that every single day. And um, I get a phone call from a junior college in Mason City, Iowa. And, you know, as you can tell, I'm not of a European descent. So being up in the cornfields of a small town in Iowa was a huge culture shock. But it was in that moment, in the cornfields, man, it was in the cornfields that I made this paradigm. And the paradigm or the conversation that I had was, you know what? They're right. I, will, I, I cannot be successful. I don't have the education. I don't have, you know, you know, everything that's deemed to be successful in life. I don't have all of that. But... I can win. And the moment I said that, my body just came alive. It's like, 
it's like certain parts of my body begin to respond. And I begin to look at life. I begin to MacGyver life. And I'm sure some of your listeners used to watch MacGyver, right? And I used to, so then I started MacGyvering life and finding ways to win because it wasn't just my mind saying that I'm going to win. It was all three brains, my mind, my gut, my heart, every nerve, the nerve endings was hit it and pushed towards winning. Why? Because we are created to win. We're not created for success so much, but we're created for the win. That's why when you watch sports and everyone's cheering, if you take that same team and they lost, if if the Philadelphia Eagles lost every single game for the next 10 years, God forbid. I was going to say, I hope that's not a prophecy, but I'm not sure how far. You could not, you could walk right into that stadium. And you're still a fan. You still love the Eagles, but you won't wear the jersey. You won't wear the hat because you identify with winning. It is, it is, it, it actually losing repulses. Gambling is a multi-billion-dollar industry. Why? Because it's winning. It's not success. There's billionaires gambling. It's winning. The gaming industry. It's winning. The fact that your listeners are listening to me right now. Where does this come from? One to two million sperm cells. You were the one that fertilized the egg. You are the winner. It was a race. It was a race of life or death. And you won. And that's why you're attracted, because it's the essence of who you are. So if I'm hearing you correctly, uh, that that's almost like food and water and social connectedness, that, that the strive to winning is, is part of who you are. And if you're not satisfying that, or if, even worse, if you're not aiming in that direction, that you're really kind of denying your humanity? Is that what you're saying? In a roundabout way, that's exactly what I'm saying. Winning is the fullest expression. Let me define and let me temper. Winning is the fullest expression of who you are mentally, spiritually, socially, economically, but most important, legacy. We're created to not only produce, we are created to reproduce. And that's where the fullest satisfaction comes from is when we're able to reproduce ourselves into other people. When we mentor, when we teach, that's why teachers have a huge, it's like, this is what I've been called to do. I've been called to help and to encourage. That's the reproductive cycle. It's not just sex, but it's just, it's far more than that. And so what happens is that on this success model, they've stripped down legacy. They stripped down health. They stripped down so much and they focus on financial. And that's to the benefit of the controllers of our world system, financial. And now you're pushing and you're pushing and you're pushing and you're, you know, working, trying to get a promotion and get some form of status and recognition. And you're pushing and you're pushing and you're spending your money on houses and cars and luxury and you're achieving and you're achieving and you're in production, but you're not happy because you're not focusing and flowing in reproduction. That's why you're empty. But when you're in a winning model, I tell you what, man, that that touches the essence of who you are and it brings satisfaction and it tempers all the other, you know, to its even. So, yes, the man's been married for 40 years. You know what? You're a winner. He's been married. He's been a good husband, a good father, a great provider. You're a winner. A man can have four billion dollars and he might not or she might not be a winner in my eyes, but the world will say that they are. That's not true. Boy, terrific, uh, really interesting concept. I'm, I'm wondering then, what about, what do you say to the, 
the man or woman who's kind of working every day, decisions are made several layers above their head, come home, their kids don't always listen to them, but they're doing their best. How do you kind of incorporate that that concept in your mind that you're a winner and or should you be striving higher if if that's the case? How, how does the average person deal with it? your advice? I don't suggest so much that you strive higher, that you, that you strive wider. So what I mean by that is, how is your social life? How is your family? Are they seeing you enough? Are you spending time with them? Are you loving on them? Are you honoring them? How's your legacy? Are you with the kids? Are you with the grandkids? You know, how is, you know, all the, how's your health? You know, it's so amazing to me is that I talk to a lot of older people because they have tons of wisdom, right? And when I talk to a lot of older people and some of them are affluent, they don't, they rarely talk about their success. They talk about things like that winners talk about. They talk about their health. They talk about their family. They talk about their legacy. Now, wait a second. If I'm talking to a man 84 years old or 75 years old, and that's what they're talking about at this age. Going to, I need to be talking about it when I'm 50. I need to be talking about that when I'm 40. I can't let the world rob me of that, of that win by rebranding that desire in us called success. There's nothing wrong with success, but success is not static. When is that is where I'm going and what, because some people are asking, I can hear them asking, even before the podcast is being played. What is, if I'm winning, then who's the competitor? And that means someone has to lose, right? That's going to be one of my questions. Oh, you know what? It was you then. I heard it from you. (laughs) Guess what? Check it out. Check this out. The greatest competitor in the win is you. You have to fight against your natural urge. You have to fight against your natural desires to be stagnant. You have to fight against your natural tendency to avoid pain, to find the easy way out. You know, you have to be able to get up and say, you know what? I'm going to spend time with my kids. I'm going to spend time. This morning, this is true. This morning, my mom, wow, um, so sad. Uh, She's in the hospital. She's she's. She's 80 years old. Sorry. And I wake up and I'm like, I got to go see my mom. You know, I got to, I have to, I had to go see my mom. She's in the hospital. She's in a rest home. And now they put her in the hospital because she's having some struggles. And so I get to work and I'm start working all day and I'm doing this. And I get to the evening. I'm like, I can't go. It's, it's seven o'clock at night. And then I wake up. I try to do it. Like, no, 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 no. What you're doing, Sean, you're trying to produce. Winning, you need to take care of your family. So the first thing I did is I got up and I said, I'm going to see mom. And that's what I did this morning. No one knew. I got up, no fanfare, got up early, went out and made it a priority to see her because that's what winning is about because she doesn't have long. That is so impressive to hear. It dovetails with so much of the stuff that we try to promote in terms of staying active, not being passive. And it's it's just terrific advice. I'm wondering though, uh, when when your opponent is yourself, then I think it's a little easier to control the winning. What about where there are 
defined losers. You apply for a job, somebody else gets it. The uh, Kansas City Chiefs were a pretty good football team, but they came in second in the, in the Super Bowl. I suspect you were on a few losing teams yourself in your time. Where there is a defined loser, how do you deal with, hey, I, I got to get back in touch with, with the winner in me? Yeah, well, 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 well there isn't. See, in the winning game with yourself, okay, and you're playing against yourself, the win or the lose is not defined until you die. You don't have to win on four quarters to win the game. You can win it in the 60s. You can win the game in the 70s. Now, I'm not going to allow someone's outside version of success and loss dictate my success or loss within who I am. Okay, because you don't get to make those rules in my life no more. Okay, let's say, okay, I don't get the job. I don't lose, I fail, which is totally different. So now I'm going to take that. Now, failure in the world's system, because they don't want you to even, they, they want you to have a negative mindset of failure. But, but failure is one of the greatest teachers. Failure gives you the test and teach the lesson. And so when you're now, so now I'm rebranding that loss. I'm rebranding that failure and saying, what was the lesson? That is tuition. Now I'm learning from it. Now I'm growing from it. Now I'm moving and I'm moving through it to it, past it. Okay. And so every Kansas City Chiefs, we lose against the Kansas City Chiefs. What happens? I'm going to tell you what happens. We come into a room, we have a meeting, everyone's upset. Okay. And then we Go to the film room and we find out what happened and we learn. This is what you did wrong. This is, I mean, they can break it down to one player. Okay. This, you caused this, or maybe it was a coaching. Maybe it's, maybe it's coaching, whatever it is. We're going to find out what you did wrong. We're going to fix it. So it doesn't happen again. World doesn't want you to think like that because the world doesn't have a vested interest in you thinking like that. We are created for production winners Take the L's, take the lose, take the losses, and they learn and they get better and better and better. True story. I was barbecuing, right? So, you know, I am a barbecue god, okay? <laughs> now, I don't brag about much, but I'm a barbecue <laughs> god with a little G. God with a little G. I'm a barbecue god. When I first started barbecuing 20 years ago, I remember the first time they had guests over, the man, the ch- the ribs were so hard. The chicken wasn't done. It was embarrassing. But that was 20 years ago. I kept at it. I through failure after failure after failure after failure learned. And, and to the point now, I don't need a gas grill. I don't need whatever. I can cook on anything. <laughs> Because it took me years to learn and to understand and how to read smoke and to read this and what chips to use and 220 to 230 degrees for a nice four-hour smoke. I mean, but just I took the failures and I learned from them. We run from them. They teach us to run from our failures. Uh, the, the whole concept of the difference between winning and success and that they're two different things is something I never really had processed or thought about. And it just uh, makes so much sense in in terms of, you know, self-image and and how you're going to move. Yeah, like, have we ever asked ourselves who makes the rules? 
Who says you have to look a certain way, dress a certain way, live in a certain subdivision, drive a certain car to even have a sense of self and a sense of status? That, no, no, I'm going to define. This is my win. This is what I'm going to do for my family. I'm not going to shortchange myself. I'm here for a season and I'm here for a reason. Dad, going in, and I'm going to get moving and I'm going to make mistakes. I'm going to fail, but I'm going to win. You know, it blesses me so much when I see somebody in their 60s, or early 70s, and they go back to school and they get like a doctorate degree. I'm like, wow, that is so amazing because they're making the declaration to themselves, to their family, to the world. I'm not done. And I can tell you from personal experience, if you stay active in the older years, you tend to be healthier, you tend to be happier, uh, your brain works longer, and it's just, it's a win. Yes. Uh, so let me ask about the other end of the, the age spectrum. If somebody is a parent of a young child, uh, any particular strategies or suggestions for how to kind of instill this attitude? Because there certainly are too many people growing up not feeling like winners. The number one influencer of kids, young kids, are their parents. And oftentimes we do two things. We give up that to, to other people or we don't value, we don't hold the value that our words you know, mean anything. And they do. And so what you do is that you always speak life over your kid. You always speak into them. You always call the king out of the kid, per se. You just keep speaking life. You encourage them. You push them. And then on the other end of the spectrum, you let them fail. You let them lose. And you teach them that it's not a bad thing. And where's the lesson? Where's the message in the mess? You teach them how to look and sniff it out and find it. Now, how do you apply it for next time? How do you apply it? Because you're 21 and you got fired from a job. What happened? What did you do wrong? Okay, pick it up. Let's go because you'll be a, a huge success the next time. Steve Jobs, imagine this. Imagine you having a multi-million or billion dollar company and you're getting fired from your own company. The <laughs> board fires you. You're the CEO. You, you are Mr. Jobs and they fire you. Do you go in a hole in a in a corner somewhere? You're the laughing stock of Silicon Valley. Nope. He rebranded. He came back. And the average millionaire has filed for bankruptcy 3.2 times. Really? Wow. Yes. According to Google, you say millionaire bankruptcy 3.2 times. Jeez. So it sounds like losing is a temporary thing, but thinking of yourself as a loser is something that's really self-destroying. Static. It is static. It stays there. And it's, I'm like really big and, you know, we haven't talked about it, but, you know, I'm really big on the inside game. I'm really big in who you are, your self-concept. I believe that all actions come from thoughts. All thoughts are, are in your belief system. When now you're getting into your subconscious, but all belief systems, I believe, come from your self-concept. And I'm sure you know about the works of Maxwell Maltz, Psycho-Cybernetics. And it just your self-concept is huge. And not only is it it's, it's huge, it's probably one of the greatest determiners of winning in business and any other form of life. Because you will come up against so much resistance. I mean, criticism. This is how professional athletes, 
can get ripped to shreds one week and get right back on the field and win because they protect who they are. They protect who they are with affirmation. You protect who you are. If you let society and life begin to chip away at who you are, the the essence of who you are, it will cripple your win because you can never grow past your name. It's like so many other things. It sounds like it starts with the mindset and what what you're telling yourself. So can you tell us a little bit about your book? Because it sounds, number one, I haven't read it yet, but I read the reviews and summaries, and I, I know it can be helpful to some people, but also it probably explains your concepts very much. So back to when I said that I cannot be successful, but I can win in life, I begin to to adopt and to not look at the rules of life, but look at the laws of life. And I begin to apply spiritual laws to my life. And I begin to, you know, use different tactics and strategies. And so like for one chapter, I talk about capacity, right? And that to me is a spiritual law. It's like you can only grow in proportion to your environment. And so I begin to fan out. I begin to purposely push the capacity and the limits of who I am. And you know what? I I would instantly start seeing growth. I talk about the law of 212, and that is that water is water at 211 degrees, but at 212 degrees, water boils. And boiling water has changed the world. And so how to get into the 212, how to push yourself past yourself, into the 212, how to do that little bit of extra each day, how to, you know, stay up 15 minutes, you know, and work and concentrate, how to take the last 10 minutes before you close your eyes and visualize the win. Just a little extra every day has a a huge, a, a huge win. And so I had to learn how to incorporate laws, spiritual laws to manipulate life into shift it towards my favor. And I learned that from my mama when I was a kid, right? Because she would always give to the poor. Although we were poor, she would give to the poor, and it blessed us tremendously. In in kind of summarizing, a lot of your beliefs really stem from the notion that you've got more control than you might think. And people who are stuck aren't really in touch with that part of their mindset that enables them to control and feel and move toward being winners. And I mean, it's just tremendous advice. A lot of that has been stripped from us and it's been funneled to one or two avenues, you know, who you know, or education. And that's, that is the furthest from the truth. If I could, it's especially, this is going to get me in trouble, okay? And I might as well just get in trouble. I mean, I'm probably already in trouble. I'm going to be in more trouble after I say this, right? Uh-huh. This is what scares me with all of these handouts. Mm-hmm. What scares me with all these handouts is that from a, from a psychological perspective, it's stripping us of our internal locus and forcing us to an external locus of control mindset. And that's dangerous. Yeah, there's. Uh, I, you're, you're smiling. You're smiling. <laughs> go back to stuff that that I wrote years ago about internal and external locus of control that people yeah. 
don't talk about that much anymore, but yeah. it's very clear that that's the case. And, uh, you know, while we only have a few more minutes, I, I guess I'm wondering for the average person, do they need to have some event to happen to, to get them to change? How do you, somebody's listened to you, it makes a whole lot of sense. It's kind of like the same thing as with some people when I tell them the importance of getting to the gym. Well, you know, I'm already leading my life and this takes another hour out of where am I going to fit it in? When you talk about getting up 15 minutes earlier, uh, already tired when I get up or things of that. So the average person, I think, yeah. doesn't necessarily get turned on to this, even though they accept that it's a good idea. What advice do you have for them? Okay. I want everyone to picture their lives when you get some time. I want you to picture your lives as a movie. Okay. Now, before the movie is written, there's a script. And before, usually before they give a script, they give a title. So once you have the title, then you have the script. This is the script based off of the title in most cases. And then you have the characters, and then you have your life. So the script is how your life is flowing out. The characters are the people, your friends, your family, the people that you have attracted because of your script, because of the title. And there's your life. So you look at the sum total of your life and say, okay, this must be my script. These are the characters. Guess what you do? The first thing you do is you change the name of the movie. <laughs> change the name of the movie. That is going to force you to have another script, and that's going to force you to have other characters. And now you got other characters that support the script, that support the title. You will have a, a better or a different and a, or a winning life. And the thing that I can encourage you is begin to say, and I'm not trying to get deep into the subconscious and all that stuff because that's your job. But the thing that I would say is every day, no matter what happens, you take it back from the world and you say, I am a winner. And when, when, and when that voice says, huh, says who, he says, the fact that I'm here, I'm one of one to two million that made it. I am a winner. I love the concrete advice. It's not just saying that I am a winner, but really some concrete things. Picture the script, be willing to rewrite it, recognize you've got control over it. I mean, this is... Uh, been so enlightening. I uh, really, really appreciate, you know, your words of wisdom. And I know that my listeners will, but I also, you know, I've visited your website and know you've got other things going on. Uh, for people who may be uh, interested at, at whatever levels, there may be some CEOs listening who may be interested sure. in you as a speaker. There are people who may be interested in their own self-improvement. How, how do people find out what you've got to offer and how are they in touch with you? We will have it in the show notes too, but please uh, let us know. Right now, uh, you can go to my website at seanharper.org. Uh, that's Sean with a W, S-H-A-W-N. I tell you what, if you go to seanharper.co, I was going to take this down, but I'm going to keep it up. If you go to seanharper.co, you can get a free copy of that book. It's free. If you go to Amazon, it's going to cost you 20 bucks. But if you go to seanharper.co, you will get that book for free. Okay. For all you Facebookers out there, go to Winning by Design. 
winning by design. I'm 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 doing updates almost every other day. I've got this great course coming out that's going to work on the inside game. Uh, that 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 course is going to be phenomenal. Okay, because I've studied winners. I've played with winners, and I know how they think. And so, and then if any of y'all are on Instagram, Sean Harper one fifty four. That's it. Okay. That, and again, we'll have that in the show notes, but. Okay. Uh, Again, I couldn't. Uh, I can tell you, with without even having known about the SeanHarper.co, I've read excerpts from the book. I, if you do nothing else, since he's offered that to you, yeah. you know, there's there's going to be no less expensive way of boosting your self-image and developing a a winner's personality. Uh, but Sean has so much to offer in so many ways, and as I said, there there. Could very well be some people who will be interested in looking at you as as a potential speaker or trainer or something like that, because that's a whole other aspect of your life that we didn't get into much. But I can't promise you that I won't be coming back to you at some point. This This has been so enlightening. Really appreciate it. So we thank our guest, John Harper, for you know, all the words of wisdom, all the concrete examples, and for teaching us how to be winners. But he can't do it for us. We've got to make the decision, and we've got to start inside our own heads. And it's always nice to uh, to talk with somebody who agrees with pretty much everything that, that I have said, but he says it a whole lot better, a whole lot stronger. So really appreciate it. Thanks again, Sean. Thank you. Uh, So this has been a really special edition episode of Rejuvenaging with Dr. Ron Kaiser. I don't know how you can leave this podcast without becoming more enthusiastic about yourself and the way that you lead your life and you have some concrete ways of doing so. So I hope that you will listen, download, review, rate the podcast Tell your friends about it and be back next week for the next episode of Rejuvenaging with Dr. Ron Kaiser with another special guest who will have probably a different spin on helping us to do so, but probably supplemental to what Sean has said. But there's only one Sean Harper, and I'm glad that we were able to bring him to you. Again, please visit the website mentalhealthgym.com. And uh, if you haven't gotten my book as well as Sean's, please uh, visit Amazon for any of the formats, uh, paperback, ebook, or audiobook. And once again, we are in the midst of the pandemic, so y'all stay safe. Hopefully, the will be able to stop saying that at at the end of most of these podcasts before too long. But stay safe, stay positive, and keep focusing on winning. Take care. We'll, We'll see you next week.